This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It was over, she said boldly. Uh, I think she is wrong as poll numbers continue to roll out, showing Trump beating Biden. One of the big things that we are covering this morning, obviously, this, you know, I love some good flip-flops, Hannah, right? I love my flip-flops. Yes, I'm aware. Uh, apparently, so does the White House. They are flip-flopping all <laughs> over the place on this border thing, John. This is, man, this is making my head spin. So the other day, Mayorko says, uh, clear and eminent danger. Those weren't the exact words, but you get the gist of what he was trying to say. Let me be uh, 100% accurate here. This is, by the way, you get onto the Department of Homeland Security website, and you could see this language. Quote, There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas pursuant to sections blah, blah, blah of illegal immigration reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996, said Mayorkos. So that was the other day. And now it's, well, you know, we didn't really say that. He's saying it's being taken out of context. Ashley Emmel. The big C word. The C word. We got to use the C word here this morning politely, and we apologize if use of the C word here on the show offends you. The C word is context. Uh, Alejandro America says those those comments were taken out of context. I'm reading the comments. Let me. Do I need to read this again? There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States and the project pursuant to these areas of the illegal... Um, I I don't know that I'm missing any context there. It seems uh, pretty clear and present. It's not what he meant, though. It's not what he meant. It's not what he meant. You know what, though? And here might be something to it. And Stephanie Bell, she's going to be back on Monday. Would love to have an attorney here on the show this morning, John, because as I read this. We don't say that very often. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that? Do we typically not say we want an attorney on the show or typically we don't want Stephanie here? Oh, no. No, the attorney part. We, we of course, want Stephanie here. By the way, Ashley's got some stuff on you, Hannah. I'm going to share that So later. I hear. <laughs> I'm such a good show, guys. Uh, it's be I'm good. nervous. Uh, We're going to do like Brandon did yesterday. Like in 30 minutes, we'll get to it. <laughs> or two and a half hours. <laughs> yesterday, I kept saying, hey, Travis Kelsey, why is he criticizing the NFL? And Patrick Mahomes, who is he criticizing? And it just took me a while to get to it. And I, Paul, I know I do that a lot. And yeah, let's that, not do that this morning because I'm too paranoid for this. Oh, it's, this is, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, da, 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 da. So where was I? Oh, yeah, the border. Mayorkas in, in Fox News is is the only outlet I can find that actually is saying it is, is saying it like it is in the in the uh, in the in the headline. Mayorkas backtracks on Texas border wall. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did. He, he said what he said. We know what he meant. And I'm guessing someone higher up probably didn't. The, the the bottom line is he what what he was saying was about the need. He's a duffel bag anyway. But he uh, probably, I'm guessing he got some pressure from somebody above him. Uh, hmm, maybe the guy with the dog that bites everybody? No <laughs> My goodness. By the way, as I was rounding up audio this morning, which I'm going to feature uh, in the next two and a half hours, um, I, I'm watching these videos of Biden from even three or four, and we say this all the time, but if you're a Democrat and you're still thinking, yeah, Biden's a guy, uh, and you're sa- and you're one of us. By the way, there's very few because we're going to get into again new polling numbers and polling for what it's worth. 
Here's the big thing for me when I'm reading these polling numbers. They are growing, and they have been consistent for a couple of weeks now and showing Trump can beat Biden in some polling. He is uh, beating Biden. And, of course, in that kind of outlier Washington Post ABC poll, he was beating Biden by 10%. So when Letitia James says the Trump show is over, uh, I don't think that she knows what she is. Uh, what she's, I think it's just getting started. I think it's just getting, uh, it's just getting uh, started. Uh, go and watch these videos of Biden. So, uh, and you might even be able to hear it. This is Biden from several years ago. He sounds crisper. Not that he was completely crisp at the time. He sounded sharp at the time. And John, I'm watching this video. I think this is from four years ago, campaigning in 2019. And I watched the video and like his eyes are open and he's paying attention and he's talking and he's engaged. And you watch any, I mean, really any video of him today. And I say this not to criticize the guy. I say this, man, will somebody, whether it's the wife, can the wife like go up and say, pull him aside and say, Joe, man, it's. <laughs> We're going home. Yeah. Give me the keys to the car. Uh, let's hold hands. Let's walk off into the sunset. And no, give me the nuclear codes. <laughs> give me those first. <laughs> Let me and the leash. <laughs> <laughs> and we better take the dog with us too out of the White House. Um, he's just he's vacant is the best way that I can put it. But I would encourage you if you're a Democrat, two things. Number one, thanks for listening to Wake Up Mid Missouri. We appreciate you. And number two. Really, if, if you think Biden's okay, go back and watch some of those videos. Biden and Kamala on the border. Don, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. So he's evolved on the issue. Now, there is money, and I do have to be factual here. This money was appropriated some time ago. 2019. That's right. So he does have to spend it. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I, mean, I don't... I don't. <laughs> Remember how funny that was? And I haven't been to Europe either. What's your point? <laughs> Uh, so, when Letitia James says the Trump show is over, I think Ashley's right. It's just getting started. Because also as a Democrat, you, you've got to be, if you're honest with yourself, you've got to be looking at the disarray in the White House. You have Corinne Jean-Pierre saying one thing. You've got Mayorko saying one thing, which is different than the thing that he said 24 hours ago. you got Joe saying one thing. That's a bigger leadership problem. That is not just... Joe, that is not just Kamala. That's you know they have people in the White House that says here's how you message and here's where you do this and everybody's on the same page, right? That's not happening in the White House of the United States of America. There's nobody in charge of this stuff, and if they are, they're not very good at organizational skills, and it's dangerous. Well, and the the way this border wall is going to work, they're waving federal laws so 17 miles of of wall can be constructed in Texas. And, and Mayorkas said what he, what he said. There was a meeting this week with, uh, yesterday actually, with uh, authorities in Mexico. They criticized the uh, Biden administration, the Mexican authorities, over this. Now, fentanyl came up. A couple other issues, the guns coming down, came, came up as well. But even as Mayorkas said that and they walked back, the president himself said he doesn't think a border wall is a serious policy solution. But yet his administration is doing it. Now, they're going to go back and say it's because of the 2019 thing. But the reality is they are saying that. So so we'll see it. It just seems like there's like three or four different things being said. Yeah. And, and you're right. You're right. There is. It's very hard. And the, the spokeswoman uh, up there that takes the questions from the press um, I'd, I'd much rather hear from Mayorkas. I, I, think, I think on that, because 
he is the Homeland Security Director. I mean, he is the one that knows knows this issue, and he's the one that was, by the way, in Mexico. So I, I think that's the guy that is a reporter you'd want to talk to. And let's do it here from America. There is no more fundamental responsibility of any government than to safeguard its homeland and its people. We all share that principle, and we all work together to fulfill that responsibility. It's our number one priority, seriously. Uh, I envision, like, at a party, you know, and people are gathering around, and you're in a circle of... Do you go to those? No. (laughs) Um, Standing around in a circle, and you got your drinks in hand, and you're chatting with people, and you turn around, and you're goofing on somebody to their face, and they don't know it. You know those underhanded inside jokes, Marsh? One of those. (laughs) And you say something like, Mayorkas just said, the border is our number one priority. And Mayorkas turn around going, ha, 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 they're buying it, I think. And then he turns around and starts talking some more, slinging some more BS at us. And then every time he tells another lie, because when he tells you it's the number one priority, there, there cannot be anybody, anybody that believes that. And Sean brings up a good point, 874-9390. Again, any mild successes that Biden has had as it relates to especially the border, He's going back to Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he wants to what? What are they talking? 20 miles? And what's the U.S. border with Mexico? Like 2,000 miles and half of it's the Rio Grande and all? They're talking 20 miles of it. Just I don't know. It doesn't really doesn't make the cut, I don't think. And there is that. And this is why we uh, this is why I think it'd be interesting to have an attorney parse this out. Because, if I'm, again, being exact in quoting... Mayorkos, when he says there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers. He didn't say a wall. Mm -hmm. Physical barriers. Now, if you're a slimy Democrat and you're playing word salad with things like that, here's the other thing I envision happening. They're going to have a big press day and they finish building physical barriers across 20 20 miles of of the border. I'm going to say, and look at this physical barrier that we constructed with invisible concrete. <laughs> but how about all the materials they just got rid of that was stored for all the years? Wasn't that just a few months ago? The billions of dollars of materials that then they sold pennies on the dollar, so now we're paying for it all over again because they didn't continue? Uh, again, anybody who thinks that that is good leadership and wants to vote for this guy again, and we're going to be sharing some poll numbers probably coming up uh, later this morning. <laughs> Sometime. I wanted to do it here, but we're out of time. Uh, and I wanted to do it at 6, uh, 6.35. But one of the things we're going to be talking about, apparently you should not be doing this at church. I had never thought of this. I don't go to church. Did I tell you, Hannah, I went to church a couple weeks ago? Wow. That's what Wait, I thought, Wait, is too. that where you fell asleep? No, that was a different church uh, <laughs> okay. service. All right, coming up five minutes from now, something interesting happened on the way to a campaign event for this GOP presidential candidate. Who was it? What happened? That story's... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Negotiate a path to peace that allows Ukraine to come out with its sovereignty intact. Well, what does that sovereignty look like to you? A hard commitment that NATO will not evict Ukraine. What does Ukraine? that sovereignty look like to you? So you can hear Vivek Ramaswamy, GOP presidential candidate, getting pestered in Iowa. And then what happened next? Pretty alarming. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily DC. A rundown Steph is back on Monday. So Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign says at least two protesters after this exchange upset about his uh, remarks regarding Ukraine purposely rammed his car in Iowa in retaliation for those remarks that you just heard. And you had this guy pestering him. You watch the video. The guy, this kid, he's a kid, 22 years old. Maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, 
and he's not a reporter or anything, which is fun. Anybody can ask a question of any candidate. As a matter of fact, we highly encourage that type of stuff. Uh, the police account of the crash diverges from the story told by Ramaswamy's campaign, which contended the protesters yelled and swore at the candidate before at least one of them jumped into a vehicle, rammed his empty campaign car, and sped off. Now, police say they were dispatched to a coffee shop. While there, they contacted a 22-year-old woman who reported she had just eaten lunch at a nearby deli, backing her car out of her parking spot when she accidentally struck a big old Ford SUV that was across the street. Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign people said, no, that is absolutely not what happened. We 100% stand by our story. And, and I hate to pull this. This is an easy go-to. It's almost like playing the black card. But it's reasonable and it is fair and it is right to say. Now, you know if somebody de uh, uh, rammed a Democrat presidential candidate's car, what kind of news would that be this morning on a Feel Good Friday, John? Probably been shot. He would have been shot. It would have been all over. Uh, MAGA supporter rams uh, Joe, Joe Biden's car. That's absolutely what would happen. Meanwhile, President Magoo, again, defending his administration's decision to waive federal laws in South Texas to allow for construction of roughly 20 miles of additional physical barriers. The Associated Press has this wrong here, maybe. Because remember, if we're, if we're going by word, word for word, what Miracle said, he didn't say wall. He said physical barrier. Saran wrap could be a physical barrier. That's what they're going to construct this 20 miles of a wall. Anyhow, so he's saying he had no choice but to use this Trump-era funding for the barrier to stop illegal immigration from Mexico. He was asked, do you think walls work? He said no. Again, the reporter who asked him the question, not paying attention to the wording of exactly what Mayorko said. He didn't say wall. He said physical therapy. And I bring that up. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm saying that's something. Look for that argument. Well, we didn't say wall. We said physical barrier. New construction was announced in June, but the funds were appropriated about four years ago before uh, president took uh, took over in office. It's particularly troublesome and it's raising question because Biden condemned border wall spending when he was running for the White House. And all of a sudden he's doing this. We don't call it backtracking, changing your mind. Joe's apparently evolved on the issue because you got people like New York City Mayor Eric Adams. He was in Mexico yesterday. Uh, he's trying to walk the line because the city is known for welcoming migrants from around the world. The illegal immigrants, that's a different thing, though. Uh, as a matter of fact, he deviated a little bit because I love he's been using this line. He says New Yorkers because they've been overrun. Meanwhile, the governor in Massachusetts, she's called in the National Guard. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey is sending uh, National Guard troops to the border because she's saying this is the border of America. It's not just the Texas border. It's the border to the United States of America. Alabama is a member of the Union. We're going to send troops. But uh, is what uh, Eric Adams has been saying. He says well, our city can't handle this stuff anymore. He's been saying, quote, New York's compassion is limitless, but our resources are not. Again, one of the things I'm a, I'm a big fan of is reality. You know, we can say we want all this stuff, but it's reality. Yesterday, he deviated from that line a little bit, but it's the same thing that he's saying. He's saying our hearts are... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. My white friends, because your New Year is almost here. Like, pumpkin season is about to start. <laughs> and, yo, this is... I've never seen white joy. <laughs> like, y'all love autumn so much. <laughs> Yo, leaves changing? Y'all are like, hey, hey, that red go off. Go off, huh? Y'all travel. It's autumn where you are, and you'll still travel to where there's better autumn. <laughs> this 
isn't hurting anybody, and it makes white people so happy. Guilty. Yes. <laughs> guilty, guilty, guilty. I do get excited for fall, and I, and it occurs to me. So, like, one of the things I'll do this weekend, and I don't know how the fall colors are. Apparently not going to be good, good because it was... Brown. Uh, brown. Brown is the fall color. Yeah, not going to be that good, but he's he's absolutely uh, right. By the way, that's the comedy of Josh Johnson this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Brandon Rathard. Ashley Emmel is good joining morning. us this morning. There's producer Hannah. Hello. Mr. Marsh is here. Good morning. Now Steph. I want a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I knew that's where this was headed, didn't mm. we? And you're exactly right. It's exactly where yes. this is is headed but this committee he he's right i will leave my car and like you start to get south of ashland on 63 and it gets beautiful you've got mm-hmm. the trees and the bluffs and i am a sucker for scenery i admit that i love that but like i'll go further away the guys are i'll go further falls here but i'm gonna go you know uh two hours away to aha uh-huh, tonka state park or stuff like that i will go into that can we stuff. take the show on the road and do the east coast one year oh my and talk gosh. about my parents did this trip last year it's on my bucket list of traveling the coast for all of the color changes one of the things i have never been able to do because my schedule is go to vermont in let's do it fall, and i would love let's take the show on the road Love. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm We're on, all in. I'm on board. So Monday, wake up I in Missouri. I have to stay here. So. <laughs> it is going to be live from Montpelier, uh, Vermont. Hannah is going to have to stay here. She has a big day um, coming up on the Black Friday game, 50-yard 50 uh, yard line. Black Friday game is in Arkansas is the big day. Um, and the pumpkin spice thing. Uh, Don't you get ready to talk trash on pumpkin spice. I won't. I see, I see it on your face. <laughs> he wants to. I, I'm like a two-year-old getting ready to blow out the candles on a birthday mm-hmm. cake. I get all What ex- does Stephanie always say? Don't yuck someone else's yum. Yeah. And so I won't. But what I will do is it relates to pumpkin spice coffee and stuff like that. I will present some facts. This is a pumpkin swirl frozen coffee. This drink has 185 grams of sugar in here. How much is it? It's 46 teaspoons of sugar. To give you another perspective, the amount of sugar in there is equal to 14 glazed donuts. Plus, there's no pumpkin in here. It's artificial flavors. There's 12 mentions of sugar and high fructose corn syrup in here. There's 930 calories and 194 carbs. Two-thirds of us are already type 2 diabetic or pre-diabetic. If America runs on this, we're f- uh, whoops. <laughs> okay, but... He, he's yucking on uh, somebody's uh, love. Upon, but those are, are... He's saying, listen, here's what's in this. I'm at this. It's a chain coffee shop. Here's what's in this. Nobody it's is a- drinking PSLs thinting that they're no. getting healthy. It's no. a fall treat. Starbucks but- sells 20 million of them a year. How yes. about yesterday was at the Aldi? And they have a sugar-free pumpkin spice creamer that tastes just like pumpkin spice lattes. So How about something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I do love the change in the weather. It's 49 degrees right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the big Mizzou game tomorrow. Mizzou and LSU do enjoy seeing all the Louisiana plates around mid-Missouri dumping money on local businesses. Uh, I'm not a fan. But if Hannah, if you were after the show, 9 o'clock, whenever Gary Nolan piles into the studio here to do the Gary Nolan show at 9 o'clock, and you were to say, hey, you want a pumpkin spice, Brandon? I might very likely, no, I'd still say no. But I will take some kind of frou-frou coffee. I have photo evidence of you enjoying a frou-frou coffee, as you would call it. You liked it. I did. I'm going to order them in and have them delivered just so you have to drink one today. And can you get us some ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches yes. while you're at it? Yes. You and yes. ham, I swear. <laughs> um, but there was an 
uh, an interesting um, exchange on Twitter. A pastor in Minneapolis, um, he just put up, and I don't think he meant for it to go big, but he put up a, a, a post about people drinking pumpkin spice lattes and coffees in church. The thing blew up. Because he's saying uh, he sparked this heated debate about the appropriateness of drinking coffee during Sunday church services. He says, can we reassess whether Sunday coughing sipping in the sanctuary fits? Uh, and a lot of folks appearing shocked at the idea of bringing coffee into a church because, you know, it's church. And I guess God be upset at you if you brought a cup of coffee into church. I think Jesus loves coffee as much as we do. Yeah, I this seems like a silly rule or thing to clutch your pearls about. Yeah, and that's my thing. Now, yeah, with church attendance, the way it is, you know, heck. Exactly. <laughs> provided at the front door when they show up. Well, and that's the thing. So, And I did. I Hannah, did I tell you? I went to church a couple weeks ago. That was the same weekend you fell asleep at the volleyball tournament, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the same weekend I fell asleep at the volleyball tournament in some other dude's chair while folks Uh-oh. gathered around me like I was a wild hyena in Africa and the lions were circling around me, everybody pointing and laughing. And some you slept through at least two full games, right? Slept through a couple of games. Wow. Uh, and uh, my, my poor friend, uh, she was line judging. Uh, no, you can't call her your friend. You can't backtrack. You you said the G word earlier this week. Poor girlfriend was a line judge, and she's helpless. She's watching this unfolding. <laughs> watching this, and she's judging. You know, this volley. She's a line judge in a very important volleyball tournament, and here's her boyfriend up in these wooden bleachers, this high school gymnasium in Union, Missouri. She should have spiked a volleyball at you or something. So then the next day I went to church to make up for my sins at the volleyball game. Um, and you fell asleep in church, right? No, I, I did not if fall asleep. If you would have had coffee at church, you wouldn't have fallen asleep. Well, here's the thing. And I, as somebody in a context here, I, I don't go to church. And to me, the whole thing with church and, and whatever God you believe in and however you worship, to me, it's always been, it's not the building that I'm in. And I get the fellowship and all that. Uh, you know, that's why you go to church. Other like-minded people, whatever you go for. Um, but to me, how I behave and how I believe as it relates to my belief in a God, it's in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's not in buildings of sticks and stones. It's in my heart. Uh, I would think if I brought a cup of uh, coffee into church on a Sunday, if the pastor says God is a kind, loving, forgiving God, and I'm bringing a cup of coffee into this church... And and this pastor from Minneapolis says, that's a sin. I'm like, well, but five minutes ago, you just said God's a forgiving God. So I'm good, right? If I brought a cup of coffee into church, I'm good, right? He's a forgiving God. When I was in middle school, I had a pastor. And I think I said the word like crap or something like that in church. And I immediately was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that in church. And she looks at me and she goes, well, God sees it every time you say it. So it doesn't matter that you're in church. Like, he sees it always. And I was like, oh, oh. I, I guess you're right. I don't know that uh, my belief, and I respect whatever it is you believe, but my belief is, is it's not the building I'm in. It's what's in 
my heart. And John, you're right. Church attendance is something another thing we followed over the years. Church attendance continues to drop. And more and more people do an online church. I love online church. Yeah. And that's a convenient option, especially for elderly folks that are going to church. Like, oh, I can get on to the YouTube and watch the service or I can get on to the Zoom and watch it. I don't have to go to uh, the building and, you know, do the service. Well, and a lot of people don't like the for lack of a better word, politics that takes place within a lot of churches. You know, it's once you kind of get into the weeds of what goes on in leadership and things like that, it you know, it burns a lot of people out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, my dad, who is now an oil tycoon, he's in the oil industry. <laughs> my dad works at a gas station in Jefferson County, Missouri, slinging smokes and beer to construction workers on Friday. I love your dad. Well, so do I. I love your dad. The big guy. But I'm going to see the big guy this weekend. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Um, he, he went to the seminary down I-70 between here and Kansas City, and I forget uh, what it is, because he was studying. He wanted to be in the pastor in the Lutheran uh, church, and one of the reasons he got out um, is because he didn't like the, the politics. He's like, you know, it's in my heart and stuff and the political stuff. He says, that's just something I don't I don't want to get in, uh, don't want to get involved with. So, yeah, I would think it's so. 874-9390 if you want to text. I don't think it's that big of a deal. As somebody. And most churches have coffee bars. Most, like, we, when we lived in Nixa, we went to James River, which is a mega church. And Southeast, Starbucks. Southwest Missouri? South. Yes. Springfield area? Springfield, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a Starbucks in church. I would go get a latte before I would go and listen to church. Everybody had a latte. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, some people apparently uh, taking issue with it. Some of the things we're going to be doing here on a Feel Good Friday. Trump, do you hear who Trump's endorsing for Speaker of the House? I think first it was it was Trump, Mister <laughs> Mister Coffee maybe. Yeah, uh, Trump endorsed Trump for Speaker of the House, and as silly as our politics are right now, I thought what a great idea, you know. Which this might be very uninformed of me, but how could he have been Speaker of the House anyways? Uh, the law is you don't have to be currently in Congress to be Speaker of the. Really, uh, I guess I didn't know that. Uh, it's yeah, it's a, it's a little quirk. Um, but that kind of a stupid rule, <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, I like your, uh, I like your directness this morning, Hannah. Oh, that's a quirk. No, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. So, th- so then after Trump endorsed Trump, uh, he, now he's endorsing, uh, Jim Jordan for speaker of the house. That's the same guy, Sean Hannity, who's here today at two o'clock. Same guy he endorsed. We're getting some comments. Um, regarding coffee in church. We're going to cover that in a few minutes from now. And one of the hottest new trends in TV is kind of interesting. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 500 down 6. Futures at 825 in the morning bell. Uh, the other thing we're going to be looking at, some good news for Mid-Missouri travelers. We're covering that 825 this morning in the morning bell. Welcome into the show. Feel good Friday. Producer Hannah Ashley Emil is in. Steph back on Monday. Mr. Marsh is here. Howlsworth is here, and so are a whole bunch of folks from Louisiana. I thought that was really cool yesterday. Seriously, driving around and seeing Louisiana place because it's folks coming from out of state, getting an opportunity to, and I hope there's no serious crimes this weekend in Columbia. Man, it almost makes me want to pray for a minute. Say, please. We have all if these. there's any serious crime, we will b- blame it on the Bayou Bengals. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Well, because we have this, you know, it's a great opportunity. Folks come to mid-Missouri and they're checking us out maybe for the first time. Big game for LSU. Bigger game, in my opinion, for Mizzou. Game time temps tomorrow, by the way. 11 o'clock kickoff. About temps in the lower 50s. Eli Drinkwitz. Did you see him on fire earlier this week, John? 
<laughs> he was wound up. He was saying, get to get to Faroe Field. He said, I would love to see the stadium field filled like by 1030, 1045. We've got to be loud. We've got to be rambunctious. And here's why. He says, man, that's going to help our team to know that we have the support of these folks. Um, show up early. And we are doing our Tiger tailgate two hours prior to kickoff. Here's what you can go do. You can go to places in Columbia, uh, like Good Day Farm. That's on Forum Boulevard in Jefferson City. You can go to Lutz's Barbecue. Uh, other places in Lynn. You can go to Casper's um, 66. That's in Lynn. You can go there, pick up your free passes, free food from Buffalo Wild Wings. Free Bud Light. It is for free. We are handing it out for free. <laughs> I know. I got By the way, these these John and I were at the chamber. What was the big chamber event we went to a couple of weeks ago on a Friday night? It was a big chamber gala. Yeah, the big chamber gala, and we were chatting with the local uh, beer distributor, and we've talked with other folks anecdotally over the past six months almost. And it's like these local folks. By the way, they had nothing to to do with this. I mean, Budweiser's been making it rain for these folks, giving them money, saying, "Man, our bad. We're sorry. We didn't have the." The, the forethought to think this might end very badly for us and it does continue specifically for bud light but that is no reason to take it out on our local distributors they spend money here in this area and i think that's uh important to mention and we didn't have anybody at our last tailgate that you and i worked <laughs> that turned down the free beers uh because i know sometimes people here you're giving away uh bud light at your uh at your big tiger tailgate yeah it's it's free all right and i only got yelled at by one person at the last tailgate. Did you really? Yeah, remember what he called me? Uh-uh. He, he, uh, he kept making laps through the tailgate, and he kept wanting more free drink vouchers because <sighs> he had a bunch of tickets, and it was just him, and we, we cut him off, and he didn't like it very much. Mm. What was the name he called you? Mm, uh-huh. It started okay. with a W. So... Uh, another drink, coffee, in church. Pastor in Minneapolis, he puts a post, and he says, hey, um, can we reassess whether Sunday coffee sipping in the sanctuary um, fits? I Now, as somebody who doesn't go to church very often, I happened to go two weeks ago uh, at a Lutheran church in Owensville. Um, I don't have a problem with it because I, and, and I'm in the minority this morning. We are in the minority this morning. We've got a couple of texts. Uh, one of our listeners, Philip in Jefferson City, it's about respecting the house of God, not about having breakfast or coffee. Um, and Which I can understand that argument. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why it's coffee specifically that there's an issue with. If I bring it, they, they bring in wine into the sanctuary, right? <laughs> don't they? There you go. I don't find that disrespectful. I just don't find it dis. It's disrespectful on a very, in my opinion, in a, on a very veneer level. So I have a cup of coffee. I'm here for the message. <laughs> and dunk your host in it. Yeah. Uh, 874-9390. 874-9390. Angela says, drinking coffee and shirts always seem disrespectful to me. People are more focused on sucking down the last drop, talking about the brew, and then scrambling to find a place to set the cup, which is not always empty and spills on the carpet. So, I mean, I, I guess in my mind, if a church wants to say, hey, no food or drinks in the sanctuary, sure, yeah. that's one thing. I just don't understand. But join us for breakfast afterwards, right? Yeah. yeah. Or if you're going to have coffee in there, throw your cup away. Don't spill it. Yeah. Same, same rules as your home. I just don't understand why coffee specifically is yeah. being vilified. I think if I, I'm still respecting the message. I'm still going to give an offering. Yeah. It's just bean water. <laughs> Good point. Uh, coming up a little bit later, hottest trend in television. Right now, being I, on strike, <laughs> Starbucks commercials. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a TV show. It's a spinoff of The Bachelor. It's The Golden Bachelor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, so I had a friend. Uh, she's retired. She's, I think, in her 60s. She had mentioned something the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, that's cool. And then I'm seeing news stories about it. And, yeah, apparently it's a big thing with this golden bat. I've never watched The Bachelor. I've seen, obviously, clips hour long the TV show has uh, has been on. It's just not my cup of coffee to watch <laughs> shows like that. Um, but there's a, it's, a, it's a new trend, and it's something I think folks in our audience might find kind of, uh, kind of interesting. So that's one of the things we're going to be covering here on a Feel Good Friday. Plus, try to make you laugh with What's Hot with Hannah at 725-ish. Then that would be all except for this. The other thing I'm really excited about, winners. I love winners and losers of the week, especially if you have like a local winner. You know, somebody's done something good here in Midmo. Please get us those texts, 874.